Here we go, episode one, the pilot. Welcome to Unlocking the Fitness Industry. I am your host, Jake Abel. I'm a two-time natural pro, a cellular athlete, and we're gonna find the best way to get fit, to enter your competitions, and to look your best. So, here we go. Let's get into the episode. Hey guys, how's it going? This is going to be episode one, the pilot. I have tried this before, but now I've got a new mic, new things all set up. So what this podcast is going to be about is something a little different. Everyone's doing the same interviews, all those type of things. Um, This is going to be pretty much what I see the fitness industry through my eyes. So... This is pretty much going to be general chit-chat. It's going to be good for doing cardio. If you're looking to get into the fitness industry, if you're already in the fitness industry and kind of looking at coaching people or um, even just building your own personal brand, that's going to be a big thing. Um, I'm going to try and get maybe a couple of guests throughout the whole series um, and it's going to make it a lot easier to try and explore and see where we end up. Um, and I definitely, it's going to be very competition based. It's going to be very health and fitness based, but you're going to learn a lot. Even if you don't do competitions, you're going to find that it very closely relates to everyday life. If you're looking to achieve that health and fitness goal and make it sustainable long term. So a little bit about myself. That's probably where we're going to start is early on where I started I grew up in the fitness industry. Um, my mum and dad were both personal trainers. I kind of grew up with my dad doing gladiators. Um, my mum was a fitness model, which was kind of cool, and it was a big influence on me throughout my days. That's probably the like I, I remember quite clearly as like a three-year-old, four-year-old going to group fitness instructors classes going to, my dad did bodybuilding in the early 90s, um, triathlons, um, my food at lunch boxes were very boring compared to every other person. Um, that's something that I think I've got to be better with my clients with is being able to relate because I had such a upbringing that it was very fitness orientated. It was all kind of driven around that um, that I had very healthy foods. I pretty much don't drink milk full stop. I never really had cream. Um, So those type of things, which maybe is quite a staple in other people's diets, I was never brought up with. Um, And I've kind of continued that throughout my kind of fitness, whole fitness epilogue over the last couple of years, especially during competing. And it's probably actually helped quite a lot throughout that time and just getting used to making this not just a diet but making it a sustainable lifestyle choice and I think that is the longest way to go to success. So where the fitness industry kind of happened for me was I finished school, I've always trained like I was in the gym with dad at around 14 um 15, but it wasn't too serious. Maybe I was training three times a week, um, and I wasn't 
going like I'll just walk in and do a circuit and dad taught me a few exercises of a few pin load machines that I would always kind of do and at school we had like a activity class where you'd actually go to the gym um, and, and get personal trained almost that's what it was run under and that was in year eight or nine so I started getting really into fitness and for me I've never been a team person I've always been into single like skating um kind of single sports and always weight training's always been there on the back and at the start yes I was like I just want to be shredded I want to get abs um and grow but I didn't have that much not like foundation of where to go um I didn't have that much drive when I was maybe that young. Like I didn't, there was no social media or anything like that. And I knew I didn't want to go down the path of bodybuilding. That was, I saw dad, dad doing that. So I actually didn't, bodybuilding developed a lot later. So going on, I ended up finishing school, had no idea what I want to do. Like a lot of people, um, without the pressures of knowing I I want to be a dentist or I want to be a fireman or something like that. Um, Everyone in year 12 is in the same position. You finish year 12 and you're like, so now what am I going to do? And you've got this pressures that you're meant to know exactly what you're meant to do. So I had no idea. So I took a gap, like not a gap. I I tried to package it up as a gap year, but I ended up working as a lifeguard. Um, And that was pretty cool. Um, I worked as pretty much full-time lifeguard, which was pretty hardcore um just standing there staring at the pool and you it's not all action like you see on bondi rescue or anything like that it's a lot of watching lap lap swimmers do laps watching kids in the kiddie pool and not a lot of action through the whole time i did that for six years all the way through my high schooling as well until mum kind of pressured me she's like you're going to the gym quite a lot um, back that started once I finished school, I kind of was known as the fit kid cause I did gym and back when I started like 17, 18, not a lot of people gymmed. Um, and by then I was going pretty much every day after school, five days a week. So I was kind of known as the fit kid cause I wanted to build a physique. Um, back then it was just more like a beach body, have abs, like probably general 17, 18 year old. And I got to the point where Mum kind of pressured me into you got to get some type of qualification, or is you going to have nothing at all? Um, so if you're going to do this gap year, do some quick qualification, which I did six months of a diploma of fitness um, at Victoria Uni. So I got into that. I got a terrible into school. Let me tell you that school was good for socialising, um, and during lunchtime and my spare periods, we had a school gym. So that's where I was most of the time in the gym there. So mum kind of at least foresaw what I was kind of where the track was going down and suggested that I went and did my diploma of fitness. So I went and did that, pumped in the six months. Um, Lucky mum paid for the course and it was five days a week, uh, Monday to Friday, nine to three at Victoria Uni. So it was a pretty intensive course back then compared to like this, what I call the cereal box PTs that you can't, can kind of get now. You can just do an online course and get it done ASAP. Like we didn't, we had closed book tests and all those type of things as well. Um, and that really started to give me my foundation. And what I noticed big time when I started studying as an 18 year old was 
a lot of these people in the course aren't that fit. And I was lucky enough to work out and like during those lunch breaks, I was training as normal where everyone else was still at going out and having like beers at the um, university pub and things like that. And I'm like, or smoking, like that was a big thing for me. I was like, this is quite an interesting, like where did you guys decide that you wanted to be into the fitness industry? And that was my very early introduction into the fitness industry. Fast forward, I ended up getting my diploma and hacking into getting a job um, at, at the local gym on reception. Um, and training really started to take off. Seven days a week, I started looking at, this was even before Instagram and all of those things blew up. Um, I started going deep into bodybuilding forums, uh, simplyshredded.com, bodybuilding.com, which were all just forums on. I was trying to look at ways and programs that you do get fit and um, how to then better my methods because obviously your PT course is a good kind of learners into the industry, but you don't actually learn a hell of a lot during it, um, especially when it comes to sports-specific and physique-building type of training. Um, it just didn't cater for what I needed, so I started reading up a lot. And then came around, I saw my first ever fitness expo. And that was the FitX in Melbourne. And it would have been around 2012. And I went to that expo and holy hell, that was like within probably 10 minutes of me being there, I was like, this is my calling. This is the fitness industry. It was hyped. There was supplements. I got so much into that. I picked everyone's brains, met heaps of athletes that were soon to blow up. Um, kind of got a grips and worked out, yeah, this is definitely the direction I want to go. So I started following everyone's basics, the Greg Plitz, the Steve Cooks, and the Mark Fitz, come across them and um, come across their YouTubes mostly before Instagram was slowly starting to pop. Like um, I started posting fitness content on around the 2012 on Instagram, and it was yeah, nothing at all. Like there was a couple of incidents. I think Colin Wayne was only my only fitness guy I followed. And then from there, I kind of started looking at, I was like, okay, all these guys are sponsored by, um, like small nutrition companies weren't huge back then. So I was kind of like, okay, start writing out letters to nutrition companies. And a lot of them were kind of like, I'm lucky back then there wasn't a lot of people in the fitness industry like it is today where I actually got replies by the head of management of something like Glambia, which runs Optimum Nutrition. Um, and they actually replied back to me, weirdly enough. And they kind of like, yeah, we love how keen you are, but we want to see some results. Um, what is your competition results? And this was something where I never, like I saw a few competitions at the expo and things like that. And I was like, look at these guys, look how tanned they are. Um, gosh, this is something I've just never been into. And I've always kind of always had that drive to push myself and always push the limits beyond that. And then I found like, I'm like, Oh, they want to see my competition results. And I'm like, no, I don't know if I want to do a comp. Um, I started looking up and looking at like, I, I had no idea. Like I was like, oh cool, IFBB, let's have a look at that. And I'm looking and I'm like, these guys are jacked, like their body, like bodybuilding. I don't want to get that big. And then I realized that there were like, I got pointed, lucky one of the other PTs in the gym. Um, 
knew that there was a natural federation. And from that, I was like, all right, let's maybe do this because it's going to keep me accountable and force me to constantly test myself further and further. And that's was the main thing that I'm like, oh, I, could, I can get, for a photo shoot, I can get quite lean, but I want to push my body further and further each and every time. So I was like, all right, we'll try a competition. So I came across an IMBA competition back then. It's now called ICN, was IMBA, and I was lucky to hit that federation first, let me tell you that. Um, I went and checked out a show probably around the mid-year when I was looking and just to watch the guys on stage and like I went in pretty cocky and I went out a look I was like that's pretty achievable back then um 2015 the IMBA I think it was the Melbourne Classic and I looked at the guys on stage and I thought yeah it's pretty pretty achievable we'll see how we go started prepping so I started pushing for the Victorian titles in 2015 and that was about a really a probably not even two month prep three month prep but when I say it was a prep I'll look at my preps now and I had no idea like I went pretty much pure off what I read on these bodybuilding forums googled a lot of things and it was very suited for unnatural clients there was a lot of sodium manipulation and really it matches nothing to what my actual like diet is now i'd probably be eating more sugars and stuff then than i am even in my off season now and that was quite crazy it's kind of blew me out from there um and i before i knew it i started training started posing started going to pose workshops doing everything for your first comp and man on the day i got there and i was so nervous like ridiculous ridiculously nervous i remember my tanner tanning me and she's like (laughs) i was just silent and i had heaps of people backstage with me i only wanted one person back and i was pretty much dead silent for two hours this show ended up running i think it was three hours behind this year and i was yeah so pumping up all that like i brought a pretty decent physique now my posing was terrible i looked scared as hell on stage especially in the first part but I think once I got into the opens for physique I didn't actually place in my first show at all and that was something that I think down the line this is why I have been so successful in this sport is I kind of didn't place I walked off kind of self-reflected I was like well I couldn't have done anything more I'm pretty happy but I really want to get up there and I wanted to be in that top contention of placings so from that, that kind of lit the fire. I went up in the, I did physique and fitness that year. Went up in fitness and placed fifth in that. And from then, I was like, wow, I'm like stoked with a fifth place. I was beyond the moon. Um, so a few days after that first comp came, and I'm like, oh well, it's two weeks until nationals in Canberra. And then last minute, kind of decided I kind of got this bug when I after that first time I ever got on stage, and I was like, "Let's do this again. Let's go to Canberra. Two weeks. I'm pretty much in condition. Let's just try and get as shredded as possible." And yeah, ended up bringing it, changing a few of my poses up, refined as much as I could before Canberra. Ended up, long story short, placing second 
in novice in men's fitness and not pleasuring in physique. I was too small for physique. I knew that. Um, men's fitness was kind of where where I was at for my physique. So I was really happy with that. Second in the novice, fifth in the open for the 2015 nationals. And from then, I caught the bug. That was game, set, match for me. I then competed that 2016 in 10 shows throughout that year. Um, I kind of developed this process where I was kind of decided that I came up with this motto that every single time I stood on stage, I needed to improve myself and always go one better, one better, one better. Um, And I wasn't so focused on the placings or other people or other competitors, and it was more on just beat your last performance. Um, And that's something I think if you're going to be a competitor and go into this industry, you need to be able to take negative feedback as well as the positive. Um, In that year that I did, in that 2016, I placed after 10 shows, learning that coming in better, coming better, in season B at the very end of the year, I ended up winning the Australian title in men's fitness and then winning my height class at Worlds. So I would have not had that experience at all or won those shows if it wasn't for the seven or eight shows before that, refining my skills, learning on my posing, practicing and creating that champion um, that then won the Australian and world in the world titles. So that's something that now I look back on and it's pretty much to be that successful is just taking the grindings, taking the pumpings. I placed a lot of seconds, a lot. I'd never got first place as well. My first ever first place was, well, in, in actually, funnily enough, a physique show a few weeks before I won the Australian title. So I was very consecutive with winning, but it took a lot of that grinding out in no placings or low placings from that. But I, I just never thought that this was a game to become about placings. Um, and there was no social, really, media pressures back then as well. I remember in my first few shows, no one really gave two shits about um, the competing, and they didn't just do it for Instagram. It was more to push for themselves, um, which I think it's changed a lot today. I'm quite lucky that after that, I signed with a big nutrition sponsorship um, after hustling, hustling, after that Nationals. So... In 2015, got signed by Cellucor, and I was beyond Cloud Moon. These are all my dreams coming true. Um, and that was in 2015, and then 2016 happened when I had those 10 shows in a row. And that's when social media, like that's the year fitness blew up on Instagram. Um, expos come out, Arnold's came out with their first expo in Australia. And that blew the social influencer up. Gymshark came out um, in their first year. And from then, it was pretty much history of what you see today on the f- in Instagram. It's pretty much fitness Instagram now. Um, and I was lucky to kind of catch that wave at the right time where I was pretty competitive by the time Instagram came through and a lot of people were coming through. Um, and I was, yeah, quite competitive, teaching posing, doing all those type of things. And that's pretty much how I built my competitive side. Now comes, I've just pretty much refined those skills from what I learned in that 2016 
and now I haven't lost a show in physique in three years. I've won the last three physique shows. I'm no longer men's. I went men's fitness pro. Um, I competed in the men's fitness pro, placed top three in the men's fitness pro. Um, and then I've recently, last year in 20, what are we, 2018, I won the Victorian Champs in physique, which is funnily enough that show I didn't place in 2015. Um, came back, took the whole show out, and then placed, and then won my heart class at Worlds and won my pro card in physique. So now I'm a fitness and physique pro. Um, but I'm mostly focused on competing in physique now. I've grown my physique a lot in the last four years of competing. Um, but along that time, in that year, those four years that I have been competing, I've lucky enough in about after my 10 shows in a year, I learnt a lot about the methods. I learnt a lot about prepping natural athletes. I tested it. I had a PT business at the time. And I took three or four clients that I was seeing face-to-face and took them on stage and test a lot of the methods that I was reading about trying myself. I've always had this thing that I'm never going to really try anything unless I've done it myself and know it works. Um, and that was perfect. I had 10 shows. I had a lot of experiments and the first ever client I prepped for a show um, was during that 10 shows, all female classic 2016. And she actually won her um, fitness and sports model and from then, I started to realize that um, I can, I love living through people as well and helping them on their journey and experiencing what I did on stage when prepping someone. And it's such a cool journey that I almost feel like I'm on stage with them. And I've been through the hard times. I've, as an athlete, I know how they go through. And then even on stage, I'm sitting there watching them show that final poses and putting them in the right right correction and that's something that's an absolute passion it's more than a hobby it's an absolute passion of mine um so fast forward to today that business that i kind of grew up also worked on the back of my social media and things i've built team able fit which is an online coaching um online coaching platform and I've got I've coached over 350 people in the last four years onto not only just on stage but lifestyle um, platforms like that and that's just yeah as I said another passion and I can kind of take a year off now I don't have to compete in 10 shows I can put bring in teams and I bring in so I took 13 to a team of bar uh, to a barley show a few years ago so we're slowly building up and that's what I'm hoping this podcast can then come out to is I can see physically I roll through my Instagram and see transformations and get a buzz out of pretty much breaking a lot of people's misconceptions on fitness and like it shouldn't just be held into them there's the industry at the moment has the most bullshit out there as well and it we've got from all these people, different fads, different, everyone's got a voice at the moment um, that they're trying to project on our everyone, which doesn't necessarily mean they're qualified or necessarily should be projecting that information out. Um, through my years at the fitness industry, I've seen fads such as paleo come through. And it's funny because I always go to an expo with Cellucor 
and I just I like to listen at expos. That's my biggest thing is listen to what people are talk to and ask people about their diets and things like that. And you get people coming with something new every year. It's funny when I first came, everyone was talking about Atkins. Then the second year comes along and everyone was to, like, it was that CrossFit revolution coming through and everyone was talking about paleo and how good paleo is and um, that's the way all these paleo bars started coming onto the market. Then that dropped off. People started looking at intermittent fasting and that kind of had its first wave in and that was the new gen, fast through th- this. And now um, if it fits your macros then came through from that, which is more or less your same calorie de- deficit of intermittent fasting, then came through keto, and then where like you can't find those caveman bars anymore because I swear the same people just go, well, we're not selling caveman bars, let's make keto bars. Um, so it's it's just a roll. Every kind of six to twelve months, we're getting on a rolling fad diet, this flexible diet, that um, eight week challenge, this, and it's a whole load of crap. In the end. And that that's the biggest difference. What I want this podcast to be about is I'm going to be breaking down things that I've learned from now, not only just having those clients at in my beginning of five and 10 clients, I've had 350 proven clients that have successfully dropped um, and got to their goals. And it's information where I've seen, seen their transformations up front and it's about time, like, we need to hit as big of an audience as we can, dispel a lot of those myths. And that's where I'm thinking this podcast is going to go. I'm going to, um, I've got quite a few connections within the fitness industry and fitness industry is something obviously you can tell I'm so passionate about, um, to really kind of get the best people on here to talk to you guys about that. And something you can listen when you're doing cardio, something easy to listen while you're training, but then actually learn along the way. So that is my little bit of origin story um, and where the future is going. So this is the pilot. So this is just starting. I want this to be as much as you guys podcast as mine. Um, So do hit me up with messages. Hit me up with um, what you want to see, what you want to hear, where we can go. I've got a knowledge of, I've got a wealth of knowledge with not only just through me, but through the people that are around me, through my team, through I'm lucky that my girlfriend is also quite a good competitor. Um, I know quite a lot of coaches. I know judges, all of those type of things that we can get them on. Um, not overly make this crazy and ICN podcast, but that's the federation that I'm so tied to. Um, so it's going to be a mixture of ICN bodybuilding, how to prep for competitions, dispelling myths, um, general lifestyle tips, how you can get into that, and interviewing heaps of people around that that kind of champion mindset on how I am an athlete and also a coach. And that's something probably you don't find a lot is not many coaches also then compete and do really well. Um, so, yeah, coming through that, we're going to... Take it through the good times, the bad times, but we'll see where we go on the way. So, thanks heaps, guys, for listening to this. I'm probably going to upload this as a few episodes kind of come through. Um, so, shoot me up messages of what you want to hear, all of those. Hopefully, I didn't blabble on too much, but hopefully, we'll get better at this as we go. 
So hit me up, Jake Abel, under, Jake underscore Abel underscore official. That's my Instagram. That's pretty much the best way to reach me out unless you've got Facebook or any of those type of things. And let's get this place rolling. Pilot episode down. Thanks, guys, for listening. Share it out to your friends. As we grow, it's going to be amazing. See you guys later.